may not look like much. But she's got it where it counts, kid. This is the Millennial Falcon. I'm Josh. And I am John. And welcome to the podcast. Is that how I have to say it every time? I think I think I do that every time now. I think you do that every time, but <laughs> I'm not forcing you. Uh, Josh, I watched a movie just a couple of days ago that I have wow. not seen. I haven't seen it since like probably 2008, 2009. 2008, 2009. Yeah. It okay. came out, I think, 2006. Man on, Man on a Ledge. Have you ever seen it? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, it's a good. It's it borders between a heist, between kind of like a heist movie, okay, and a little bit of like actiony type. Who's it starring? Um, that guy. Oh, him. Uh, let me look it up. It stars Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington. Ed Ed, uh, not uh, I'm thinking Ed Harris because he's in it too. But Anthony Mackie, okay, the Falcon. Yeah, he's in it. Okay, I know who you're talking about. Elizabeth yeah. Banks. Mm-hmm. It's a really good movie. I quite enjoyed it. What? What's like? So basically, it is. Um, you. It just starts you off in the like right at the beginning. It starts you off. This guy checks into a hotel, and he has a really nice like, like a uh, room service meal, and he writes a note, and then he steps on the ledge, and then people people notice him. They just assume he's like a suicide jumper. Yeah. But as it turns out, he broke out of prison because he was framed for robbing this guy. And this whole thing is a, is a plan to clear his name. Hmm. Interesting. So is it kind of like... By, a... Sorry, I forgot one part. He's accused of stealing a diamond from this guy. And then to clear his name and to prove that he didn't steal it, it was just an insurance fraud. He plans to actually steal it and show that he didn't take it the first time. Oh. Okay. I thought it was just going to be like the man's on the ledge the entire movie kind of a thing. He's on there for a good amount, but it like there's other characters that that do the the heisting. Hmm. Interesting. I love a good heist movie. I'm a big fan of mm-hmm. a good heist movie. I've been yeah. really getting into them a lot. Yeah. I mean Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Great heist movie. Great heist movie. Um Italian Job. Yes. I still I'm embarrassed of this. Mm. I still have not seen Oceans. Besides Oceans Eleven. I haven't seen any of the Oceans movies. Didn't you watch them all with me? I watched one of them with you. I thought we watched all of them. No, we watched one and then we decided to watch Fast and Furious and we didn't uh, ever finish that either. And then we started watching Alien versus Predator and we're yes. almost we're still year. working through yeah, those. It's been almost a year. It was Has last it really? September. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Fun. I finished, and I won't spoil or anything for all those that are about to freak out. Um, I finished Secret Invasion. Oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. Did you watch any of that? I've been bad. I have not watched. I haven't even finished the first episode. Oh. Honestly, the show kind of sucked. Yeah? Yeah. Wow, I'm surprised to hear you say that. Yeah. I usually like the Marvel shows, but like, well, for the most part. But this one, like, okay. This isn't really spoiling anything, but just the fact that I'm about to say this might kind of 
spoil something kind of i don't really know i'm just gonna say it so if you don't want any like even possible potential very minor spoilers turn off your ears um basically everything the show sets up they resolve by the end of the show but there's zero consequences almost so basically this movie didn't this show did nothing for like the overall story of the mcu so everything it introduced was kind of like resolved by the end of it like there's no consequences so it's kind of like a one shot kind of it's like completely inconsequential like it's really anticlimactic honestly Mm. like there there's one thing that they did in this that does kind of have an impact on it but not even really but yeah i can't really say anything without spoiling stuff but i'm sure there are some people that i care about the show but it was very very disappointing i had high hopes for this show and let me down hard. Yep. Uh, returning to the heist movie thing, because I haven't seen Space or Secret Invasion at all. Mm. Uh, Netflix just came out with a new movie that I was kind of excited about. It's uh, Pierce Brosnan, Adam Devine, Nina Dobrev, called The Outlaws, about this guy who's marrying this girl and he meets her parents for the first time. And he's a bank manager and they rob his bank. And it turns out that it's kind of his fault because while he's drinking too much with his future in-laws, he gives them all kinds of information to break into their vault. This is a new movie? This is a new movie. just came out like a week ago. Oh, okay. Sounds familiar to me for some reason. I did. I haven't even finished it yet and I don't even know if I want to because it's just not... Oh, is it really bad? Good. I don't know what it is about it. Like it's just... It's gross. Like there's oh, so there's way okay. too many oh I threw up scenes or like mm. <clears throat> blowing yeah. your nose and then you oh I hate this oh one. really the bugs yeah I hate mm. oh I, I hate that stuff it's so gross yeah um yeah, I don't I'm fun. not a, I don't like gross humor yeah I don't want to see either. your I don't want to see your snot I don't want to see your vomit yeah yeah I don't like it well what are we talking about today John today we are talking about Clone Wars Season 1, Episodes 8 through 10. That's right. Which I will call the uh, the Newt Gunray trilogy. Yes, the Newt Gunray arc. Uh, three episodes, uh, starting with Bomb Bad Jedi, which is going to be John's favorite so, episode of the entire series. Hold the phone here for a second, because I have something extremely controversial to say. Oh, okay. Jar Jar Banks. In this uh-huh. episode, uh-huh. was well, not bad. Really, I liked this episode. <gasps> that surprises me so much. Me too, <laughs> because and I I want to get into this more. I feel like is 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 Jar Jar Banks a Jedi? No, but I think him he he cannot be that lucky. It tells mm-hmm. me that the Force. Is using him to save Padme. That is the only you logical so? explanation that I can think of. Oh, my because gosh. like we'll get into this more later, and I don't mean to go out of order, but like he's fighting off all these droids, and he's just like mopping the floor with them, purely because he's clumsy. And next thing, after the fight's over, what does he do? Destroy their ship, just straight off the bat. Like, yeah. See now we're yeah we're getting ahead, but. We are, but I had to get it off my chest. That's funny. I think, I think. Okay, I have some things to say to you about I that. I think because Jar Jar is so dumb, the Force is like, I'm just going to handle this one myself. Hmm. And like, 
temporarily possess Jar Jar. <laughs> that is genuinely, I, I don't know how else to better describe it, but that is my theory. That wow. he is of such small brain cell count that the Force can just easily <laughs> manipulate him instead of him manipulating the Force. Oh my gosh. Nope. That le- legit, I'm, I'm, that's, that's just what, what you're thinking. deciding is reality. That is how it can redeem Star Wars or Jar Jar for me. Uh, all right. Well, before we get into all that, take it away, Tom Kane. The Clone War threatens the unity of the Republic as battles rage across the galaxy. More worlds succumb to the seductive lure of the Separatists and leave the Republic. On a vital mission of peace, Senator Padme Amidala journeys to the Outer Rim world of Rodia, desperate to ensure its loyalty remains to the Republic. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. Friend of the show, Tom Kane. Wow. <laughs> oh, I hate that joke. Proceeds to steal it from me. Uh, John said he's going to stop doing that joke, and I just did that for fun. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am retiring from this podcast. <laughs> uh, I, I can no longer trust my co-host. Uh, yes. So, on this episode, let me read the official Wikipedia description for this one. Um, on a diplomatic mission to the planet Rhodia, Padme discovers that her old friend and fellow Republic Senator Onaconda Far, I think is how you pronounce that, Onaconda Far has allied his planet with the Separatists in exchange for food and resources for his people. Ornacon, Orn, wow, I'm never going to be able to say this guy's name. Onaconda captures Padme and promises to deliver her to Newt Gunray. Sensing Padme is in trouble, Jar Jar Binks disguises himself as a Jedi and with the help of C-3PO, courageously fights to rescue his friends and fellow senator. Three so. <laughs> Misa saving you. Uh, I I'm not gonna lie. I and hate me or not, but I kind of love three so. Yeah, that's <laughs> the nickname. No, I kind of like three so as well. See, like I said, Jar Jar in this one didn't really bother me. That I don't know is what it was. so surprising to me, honestly. Like I was watching this with Ange, my wife, and. Uh, we were both turned to each other and like, oh, John's going to hate this one. <laughs> She's been bugging me about Jar Jar now so much. Uh, it's so funny. Um, I wonder if like, I, I mean, I think Jar Jar did good, but even I was actually a little bit annoyed in this one. Oh, really? Yeah. I like, thought, I thought it was like the perfect amount of slapstick tomfoolery hmm, from Jar Jar. Interesting. I mean, it wasn't nearly as bad as some of the other ones. It was, it was fine. But, um... Ahmed Best actually does the voice acting for this, which he was the original actor for Jar Jar Binks. In um, Phantom? Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, in Phantom Menace and, and Attack of the Clones. He did, uh, Ahmed, Ahmed Best did the voice, and I think he actually did, like, the the suit, like mm-hmm. the fake suit or whatever that they replaced with CGI uh, for Jar Jar Binks. Um, but he doesn't always do the voice for Jar Jar. He does, like... I don't know, like a handful of episodes, like a dozen episodes or something like that. Uh, but the other guy that often does his voice is BJ Hughes. Um, so most of season one, actually, I think this is the only episode that Ahmed Best voice acts for season one for Jar Jar. Um, so, I mean, I guess his performance, at least from like a voice acting standpoint, was definitely better. Um, yeah, I like in this one. performance. Yeah. So essentially in this episode, Padme is going and she says he's an old family friend kind of thing right 
So it is, uh, he calls him Uncle Ano, but it's like Anaconda or whatever his name yeah. is, Onaconda. Um, he call, he uh, basically signs up with the Separatists. And honestly, I kind of don't blame him based on what he was saying because the yeah. Separatists promised him food and ships and all these different things. And like their, their people are struggling, apparently, according to the guy. He's saying like they don't have any food. They don't have any like resources after... Um, I can't remember like what he said is the reason for it. I don't know if he really gave a reason. The basis is that he that they he just feels like he's been ignored by the Republic. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. where were you when our people were starving? Where were you when Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Um so that's essentially what's happening. So he signs on with the separatists, uh, ends up being a trap for Padme to kind of show up and talk with him. Um and yeah, so Newt Gunray is behind it all. And he is basically going to kill Padme. It's his plan. He wants to execute her because they still got some beef from back in Phantom Menace because he is the same uh, alien. If you didn't know, Newt Gunray is that like green alien dude with the big eyes or whatever from Phantom Menace uh, that takes over Naboo. Um, So, yeah, that's what's basically happening here. Um, Well, I was just going to mention again the, the fact that like, Jar Jar, no matter what he does, like I'm so convinced I'm on the Jar Jar train on this episode. <laughs> That's so crazy. To me. I'm convinced that he is literally not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like ev- everything I noticed in this episode where he has success and what he's doing is just purely by chance. So it's- the only logical explanation for me is that this is the force r- using him. No. <laughs> it ha- no, I, you cannot convince no, me otherwise. No, he's just super clumsy, and he's not he, even really taking mm. out any of the droids. Like later, he's he's not like well single handedly in the first in the first uh, droid fight. Mm-hmm. The he somehow gets tangled up in this with this like control box for this giant magnet, oh, and that's yeah, how he yeah, destroys yeah. them all. Yeah. Um. Side note, and then does this like so, like miraculously defeats all these droids in this fight. What's the first thing he does right after? He destroys the ship that him and Padme came yes. on. Yes. Yes. Once the fight is over, he returns to being an idiot. That just tells me once again, <laughs> the force is controlling Jar Jar. So do you because think- he has such, he is of such dumb brain. Do you think he's faking it? No. Or- I think he's just not, I think he's just so, like, he doesn't think enough to be hindered by the force that the force can just control him do you know about the darth jar jar theories yes okay i don't think those are true i'm not saying he's a jedi Mm -hmm. and i can back this up a little bit because even c-3po was like oh you might be a little bit of a jedi but he doesn't say it like that but he's like oh he's neither a soldier or a jedi or something Mm -hmm. like that and then c-3po is like oh he might be a little bit of both yeah so i don't think he's a jedi i don't think he's using the force i think the force is using jar jar I think he's just a clumsy imbecile. <laughs> I'm fine with disagreeing. That's just yeah. the theory that I'm going to go on, and that's just going to help me forgive Jar Jar. It is funny. Like, um, so basically, Padme's taken captive at this point. Like when he's destroying mm-hmm. all these droids we're talking about, like he's essentially trying to uh, escape with C-3PO to get back on the ship to basically call for help. Is kind of what's mm-hmm. going on, and it's so crazy because he's literally inside the ship. And the door is closing. And he's like, oh, I got to get C-3PO. So he reaches out as the door is closing. And then he falls out 
of the ship. Yep. And the door just closes. And you're, like, you're proving my point for me. He's a dummy. How do you get back into these ships? Is there like a key fob that you can just open up the door again? <laughs> Like I, yeah, I, I don't. I thought just that funny. too. How are you gonna get back in? <laughs> like, what if you? Is there keys? Could you lock the keys in? I have no idea how that works. But I thought I just found that absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Um, and I, at first, when Jar Jar, like, because like you said, he drops the giant magnet on the ship and destroys it. Um, classic Jar Jar. I laughed out loud at that moment. Um, but I also was like, what the heck? Because I had it really confused. I thought it was the Naboo Royal Starship at first because it kind of has the same feel to it i mean they're both mm-hmm. they're both nubian they're both nubian starships uh well this one the original one is starship so the one from phantom menace like the really big ship that they all escape naboo on um that one is the royal starship and this one is called the h type naboo uh nubian yacht so this is the h type nubian yacht that they destroy yeah and the, um, the the Nubians, they look like they're like the luxury high end, like the yeah, Rolls it looks really classy, like the Rolls Royce, the Cadillacs yeah. of starships. Yeah, they're super shiny and everything. But when he destroyed it, I was like, "What? Isn't this the same ship that Phasma gets her armor from?" I but know. it's not. It's not the same yeah. one. Um, but yeah, that was that was just kind of funny. even. It, like later on in the episode, C three PO tells Padme mm-hmm. that um, that the ship isn't destroyed, and she's like, "The droids, no." Jar Jar, yeah, yeah, that was and, like, funny. <laughs> she's she's not even like she's annoyed. Not even surprised. Like she's not even angry. It was just like, oh yeah, that's Jar Jar. She's like, oh that's Jar Jar, risk. destroying millions of credits worth of ships. That's the risk I take for being friends with Jar Jar. <laughs> oh man, how they keep this guy a senator, nobody knows. Um. <laughs> I know, and I told you why, and you don't want to listen to me. Oh, the force is with him. Is he? No, he's with the force. Oh, okay, he's with the force. <laughs> Like the, the force, the force is and him are buddies. able to control Jar Jar because yeah. he has nothing to hinder him from just being taken over because he is of such little brain. Mm-hmm. There's a funny scene uh, shortly after all this where Padme basically escapes the holding cell yeah. and stuff by tricking the droids that, that there's a Jedi in her room. Which is just a funny thing in and of itself. That's so cheesy, though. It was so cheesy. Like, the way she... Well, it's obvious, like, it's purely intentional, which is why mm-hmm. I don't hate it. Yeah. But the way she's like, thank you for saving me, Master Jedi. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it's so obvious, but I mean, they're droids. They're going to fall for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, also what? Jedi? Very little brain. And then it opens the door, and he's like, what? There's no Jedi in here. There's no prisoner either. It's yeah. just like, oh my gosh, you droids are thinking so slow. <laughs> like, I don't know. Was it this episode where one droid starts saying Roger, Roger, and they just go all go like Roger, yes, Roger, that Roger, was Roger, this Roger, one. Roger, Roger, yeah, they're Roger, like, Roger, 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 Roger. <laughs> um, droids are always good for a really good comedic. They moment. are the droids are the comedic relief in yeah. the Clone Wars. Um, but in this same scene, uh, she comes back out and she's like blasting them all and everything, and the one droid is panicking and i don't know if you got this but it says like it's kind of quiet but the droid's like where's the alarm button and as they're shooting them and i'm like what the heck you are a freaking robot you don't forget where things are (laughs) like you should just immediately know and hit it but you know it's it's comedy um but i just thought that was ridiculous (laughs) you know what's funny um c3po so this is one of c3po's like most famous repeated lines it repeats all the time i feel like half the episodes that c3po is in he says this um but thank the maker you yep. ever hear him say that he's really saying thank anakin 
because Anakin is his maker. Anakin made him when he was a kid. So every time he's like, thank the maker, I guess in a way he's saying, thank Anakin. I just hmm. thought that was kind of a funny thing to think about. I thought he just meant like, thank the Star I mean, Wars it's God. supposed to be a play on like, oh, thank the Lord yeah. kind of a thing, you know. Um, but which is actually what's happening. I don't think he's actually legitimately thinking, thank Anakin. Um, he's just like, it's just a funny yeah. phrase. Thank the maker. But yeah. Total side note on this. Is there religions in Star Wars? Or is it just like the force? The force. Really? I mean. It's sort of a religion. The force is definitely a kind of religion, I would say. It's um, definitely a, a, something spiritual. I mean, we're going to get to some episodes <clears throat> where they kind of get Excuse more me. into the spiritual side of the force. Yeah preface also my voice seems to not be doing the greatest so i apologize if you hear some like throat no worries <laughs> so i thought um when uh jar jar is like dressed as a jedi and stuff he steals a rope basically um and starts dressing as a jedi he is scaling the tower at one point like up these vines and stuff and i was like okay this is actually a little bit too impressive for Jar Jar to be scaling this building. Um, but, I mean, he keeps uh, getting away with all these other things. I wonder how he's doing it, Josh. Oh, must, I'm right. Must be best buds with the Force. Yes. <laughs> Do you, I didn't realize this. I watched this episode twice. I did not realize it until my second viewing. I was like, mm -hmm. where, how is there just a random Jedi cloak in here? And yeah. then I remember Padme and Anakin are married. So it's like it's oh, probably yeah. Anakin's cloak. Yeah, I never really thought about who it could have belonged to. Either. It's either him or Obi-Wan. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it would be Anakin. So so one of the main ways that Jar Jar seems to be winning all these fights. Against the Force. The th yeah, besides the Force. Okay, is, I'm done harping on it. I, I made my point. <laughs> he falls through the floor into the water that's underneath them. Because this whole like kind of planet, mm -hmm. there's a lot of water and stuff. So like this city is kind of like built on like swampy areas and stuff. So he falls through into the water, and there's this giant, like, slug monster thing, yep. and I guess he just becomes friends with it somehow, and it, like, eats him to protect him from he a has, missile blast. Yeah, he has a little Jonah in the belly of the whale yeah. moment. And then he comes back out, and he's like, oh, I guess I made a friend. And oh, you said good friend now. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, we said friends now. That's and, what he said. Uh, yeah, the slug comes up and basically destroys all of the droids and their ship and everything like that. So, yeah, that was fine. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I wasn't super fan. Of that. I thought this was a pretty fun episode. It it seemed more like a lighthearted. It was just yeah. a like a palate cleanser type episode, but it was good. I was surprised that I enjoyed it. Hmm. I legitimately thought I was gonna hate Jar Jar, but I think I just tried to watch it with like you know what, let's just. Yeah. Let's just like steer into the mm -hmm. jar jar and it was fine. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't not enjoy this episode. I thought it was good. I, I thought it was like, you know, an enjoyable episode, but wasn't my favorite or anything. Um, uh, do you have anything else before we get to the end of the episode? Uh, I was just going to mention, I really liked the soundtrack in this one. Oh yeah. I really liked the music in this one. Hmm, that's funny. I actually don't think I really noticed. I think maybe it's just because it was a return to what I'm used to more. Because hmm. yeah, the last more couple of episodes were more like, I don't know, more modern. Like yeah, boonch, yeah, they were different. Boonch, boonch, boonch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at the very end, like the very end of this episode, Palpatine comes in as a hologram, like literally like moments after they uh, basically, uh, they get reinforcements from the Republic, do end up showing up. 
uh, because C-3PO did get a hold of them, right? And uh, so they all come showing up and, you know, they rescue them and all that stuff. Palpatine shows up as a hologram and talks to them. And he's literally telling them, oh, Jar Jar, I heard that you were this great, like, asset in this battle and everything. I'm thinking, this just happened. How are you already, like, hearing about the things that were happening in this? They haven't even had time to, like, catch their breath to give a report at this point. How did the heck mm -hmm. is he already hearing of everything that happened? Because <laughs> he's Palpatine. Because he's Palpatine, I guess. He's I Sidious. Know. He had cameras watching the whole thing the whole time. Um, or he had heard about it on Twitter. <laughs> live tweets. I just thought that was a little strange. But he does that all the time, though. And again, yeah. this is another classic episode of Palpatine playing both sides. Because, mm -hmm. like, even the whole time he's like, oh, pa in the beginning episode, Padme, why are you going off by yourself? Oh, you should yeah, find yeah. Like, he's, I think he's really just like, you shouldn't be coming at all. Or, yeah. well, because they also want to kidnap Padme. So mm -hmm. maybe he's like, secretly, like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. There's I wonder, so many layers. I wonder, yeah, there's a lot of layers. Yeah. Like, he's either mm, just like, oh, I'm glad you want to make it easier to capture yeah. you. But he has to say it like that to ward off his own guilt looking. I have one last comment that just kind of occurred to me that there's one little thing. I don't mean to, like, pick on this episode too much. But there's one thing that did kind of bother me throughout it is um, Uncle Anno or whatever, the, the senator guy from Rhodia, like the main senator dude. Mm -hmm. He had a uh, assistant or a person that was with him the whole time. She kept talking in their Rhodian language, but he kept speaking English the whole time. And I don't mind them speaking in alien languages, but it makes no sense why he wouldn't speak his own alien language back to her. Yep. Like even when they're in private, like she's yeah. speaking. The alien language, he's speaking English. And I'm like, oh, come on. Can't you just at least have them both speak English or both speak mm -hmm. the or language and just do subtitles? Or something. Yeah. I think it's that just so that you can bit. understand half the conversation and fill in the rest. Oh, I did. But, but it's like, it's but really it's, holding the audience's reality, hand. Why would it? why would it that happen? Yeah. Why it, would that be like that? Yeah. It's holding the audience's hand mm -hmm. way too much in that scene. I mean, I know this is like a kid's show or whatever, but... I don't know. I didn't really yeah. appreciate that. I'll just say this too. I had a hard time not liking Uncle Ono. Like yeah. I kind of was like, I understand why you're doing. It. It's a terrible choice to mm -hmm. to side with the separatists because yeah. they may be able to help you, but they're also going to like really weaponize that assistance. Yeah, I mean it backfired pretty quickly. Oh, absolutely. You pretty quickly realized when uh, Newt Gunray is like, "Oh yeah, I put an order in for your relief." Uh, ships that should be arriving any moment or whatever after the execution or, yeah after the execution and he kind of realizes in this moment oh my gosh these guys aren't going to help me either he's like the republic sucks the, the separatists suck kind of a thing uh, but he ends up siding back with the republic at the end and stuff but that's literally just so they don't kill padme essentially this episode also does make me make me think like the Republic is set up to, like, be this ultimate force of good, but even they have mm -hmm. their issues. Yeah, they can't and, keep like, up. And, like, I really like that, like, what Star Wars does is, is it doesn't, like, outright tell you that the Republic, like, just the inference of what the characters are always talking mm -hmm. about, it seems like they think the Republic is, like, the source of good in the world. Yeah, yeah. But in reality, you're, you're seeing, like, even with Tales of Jedi and all these mm -hmm. other things that we've watched so far. Mm-hmm. 
it really does show you the like the flaws in the Republic. Like they yeah. have good intentions, yeah, but they're still really flawed. And that's a good life lesson. You know what I wonder? Like the Republic has been the Republic for much longer than when uh much longer before clones came around. How the heck did they have the manpower and like who did they have that was sending out relief ships and different things and like military support and stuff to all these different Federation of planets that are kind of like, well, that's a Star Trek-y term, but um, <laughs> all these planets that are kind of under the, bel- the belt of the Republic. How did they serve all these planets without like an army or without yeah. all these people? I don't know. Um, just kind of thinking about that now. They didn't have, well, they didn't have battle droids, but they have droid droids. Um, well, even the Jedi aren't supposed to be yeah. like soldiers. So. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, interesting. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how they did that. Anyway, let's get into the ratings. Burr, 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 burr. Visual effects. I gave this one an average score, seven point six for me. It looked good. I liked mm-hmm. it. I didn't have anything bad to say about it. Yeah, I think this has maintained the level of quality that the last couple mm-hmm. introduced. Um, so yeah, it's kind of bumped up in general. I give it a seven point eight. I thought really, really solid animation. Acting. I gave acting a 6.9. Yeah? Yeah, I didn't think it was... There wasn't necessarily any performances that were like, this was bad, but there definitely wasn't any performances that I thought were, like, super great. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of just, like, run-of-the-mill. Yeah. I felt the same, except I gave it a 7.6. Just, like, it was... Because it wasn't bad. No, it wasn't bad. So that was... Yeah. Character development. Uh, same reasoning as before. I gave 6.5. Yeah. I gave it 7.7. Yeah. I didn't really think. I think there definitely was some. Like, you definitely, for a one-off, you did, like, kind of come to understand mm-hmm. Uncle Ono. Or yeah. Onokonda. But mm-hmm. he's. I don't feel like he's going to be a super important character. So. Yeah. And, I mean, you get to know Jar Jar. It's like, well, you don't really get to know him. You already knew everything that he's they're kinda, showing. He's kind of just sh- being Jar Jar. Yeah. Yeah, you're just continuing to establish Jar Jar's clumsiness and and all that stuff, I suppose. Um, but yeah, there's nothing really developed, but I didn't necessarily feel like there was any characters that I needed more from to understand their mm-hmm. motives in this story. Um, so yeah, I just thought it was kind of like average, 6.5. Yeah. Dialogue. Um, I thought some of the dialogue was a little bit lacking in this one. Um, I gave it a 6.3. I didn't notice that anything was, like, really, really bad. No, nothing was so outrageous. Like with that, like, I'm going to usually give it an average score unless I see something great or something mm-hmm. really bad. So, yeah. again, it was 7.5. Yeah, I think there's just, I, I can't even recall them at the moment now, but I, I think there was just, like, a few lines at moments and stuff where I was like, oh, boy, that was, like, super cheese ball and stuff. So, um, it kind of just brought it just down a tiny, tiny bit from my average Sound design score, again, run of the mill for me, 6.5. I thought it was a little above average because I really enjoyed the, the, the score of the soundtrack, mm-hmm. so I gave it a 7.9. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Story plot. Um, didn't love this one. Yeah? 5.8. I thought it was fun. It mm-hmm. was, again, like the funness of it Yeah. brought it up a little bit above average, so I gave it yeah. a 7.8. So I think, surprisingly, I think I liked this episode more than you oh, did. Oh, I think you definitely did. Yeah. 
surprisingly wow. indeed. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, we tend to be flip-flopping some outli- a little some bit. Some outliers. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I, I just thought, like, most of this story was kind of just fluff. Like, the, the and again, like, and that doesn't mean it's bad just because it's fluff, but um, I don't know. The, the element of Newt Gunray coming to, like, trick um, Ono guy <laughs> and stuff and trying to capture Padme, that part was important to, like, the plot. That part was, like, good and stuff. That matters a lot for the next couple episodes coming up that we'll talk about. Um, but I just thought kind of, I don't know, it was just really silly, which, again, is fine, but not my favorite. 5.8. Yeah, I thought it was just fun. So my average score for this episode boils down to a 6.6. Mine is a 7.6. I think we will be at a 7.1. We are at the Millennial Falcon Bombad Jedi score of 7.1. Indeed. All right, let's get into the next episode, Cloak of Darkness. Episode 9 of Season 1. Take it away, Tom! Viceroy Gunray captured. Senator Padme Amidala has scored a victory against the Separatist Alliance on the remote world of Rhodia, securing the arrest of diabolical Confederate leader Newt Gunray. The Jedi Council has dispatched Master Luminara Unduli and Anakin Skywalker's Padawan Ahsoka to escort the Viceroy to Coruscant under heavy guard. Once there, he will face trial for his many war crimes. Thanks, Tom. I told you I'm not making the joke this time. <laughs> uh, all right. Did you want to give the official description for this one? Sure. Let me just get there. <clears throat> okay. Official description for this episode. Ahsoka and Jedi Master Luminera Escort captured Viceroy Newt Gunray to trial. Unaware that Count Dooku has dispatched his deadly apprentice, Asajj Ventress, to free the prisoner and eliminate the Jedi. Indeed. This was a really fun episode, I thought. Of the trilogy, of this arc, this mm. was, I think, my favorite episode. I think so, too. I, th- I I remember this one really fondly. Like, I remembered this going into it and really genuinely enjoyed this one um, episode a lot i like the i like the new character um master luminara unduli mm-hmm, i yeah, like her character yeah she's good i'm hoping to see more of her but mm-hmm. like they've been doing that a lot the last few episodes of just like introducing new jedi yeah and they'll do it again in the next one yeah but i really liked her character i would love to see more of her mm-hmm. and not to get too far ahead but the jedi in the next one i would love to see more of him he was cool i liked him yeah. But we'll get there. So in this episode, um, so basically the Republic captured Newt Gunray from the end of the last episode. And so they're basically, they have him in custody. So they take Newt Gunray to the Tranquility, which is a Republic warship. Um, they keep him there. And they have a new type of soldier that we get to know, the Senate Commandos. Um, I can't, I don't think we've met these guys yet, right? No. I haven't met them before. No, I think this is the first time. So Senate Commandos, very cool. And that, again, yeah, I'm super proud of myself for this because I called it right away. Oh, did you? I called it right away. Okay, I was wondering if you if you would know. <laughs> um, but these Senate Commandos, uh, I thought it was actually really cool that they show that this is a thing. 
Yeah. Because it's something that we've even talked about a little bit before, wondering, like, did they have any kind of military before the clones came along and stuff? And yeah. there we go. There we Lo go. and behold, there is a Senate commando. So they have Newt Gunray in custody, um, and the Senate commandos are basically watching them uh, with Ahsoka. Um so basically Ahsoka and uh wow, Jedi Master Luminara are basically the main yep. Jedi in this story. I like to and then I think it's right right the next scene right after that. I like when um uh Sidious and Palp and Dooku are talking and then Dooku's like, I'm gonna have my best assassin oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like assigned to this and, and Palpatine's like, I don't think she could handle this. Yeah, it's like she's failed us before. Um, so in the, honestly, at that point, I was like, she's not going to be able to capture Newt Gunray. She's mm-hmm. going to fail again. And this will yeah. be like, curse you, Ventress. Yeah. Um. So the ending really surprised me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spoiler alert. She actually pulled it off. Yeah. <laughs> um. Which was surprising because I was like, oh, wow. The Separatists actually won one. Yeah. Yeah. Like they actually mm-hmm. matched their threat level on this one. Like if she didn't catch him back, like get him back. This would have been the end of her. Like, I feel yeah. like they would have killed her. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, you more failed us that, for the last time. More on that later. But, um, no, I thought this was a cool Ventress episode as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. I, I don't necessarily want to say that I like her because I think you're supposed to not like her. And mm-hmm. I don't like her. Yeah. But it's I mean, just she's pretty like, cool. Yeah. That's like, I think that's what I'm trying to say is like, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to like her and I don't. So that makes yeah. her a good character. If you like her sense. as a bad guy. Yeah, if you just want to make it easier to say, that'd be great. <laughs> you like her as a bad. She's a good villain. Um, She's a good bad. Yeah. I appreciated that. Uh, so the main droids that they're fighting. So basically, what I guess we should explain this. Um, so Ventress basically uh, has a bunch of these like ships that basically dig in um, yeah. to the Republic warship. So basically, they dig into the Republic warship and all sorts of uh, super droids. Like they, they pierce through the yeah, they through pierce the through the armor, and then they open up like a like yeah. A shell. So they are open up, pierce through the armor, and out comes a whole bunch of super droids and stuff, and they start attacking all the clones that are on the ship. Um, Do you ever see super battle droids in non-animated Star Wars? Yeah, yeah, they're in the Attack of the Clones. I I thought it was just in the Clone Wars thing. No, no, they're in Attack of the Clones. Interesting. Okay, I don't think they're in Phantom Menace. Pretty sure. But I think they get introduced in Attack of the Clones, the movie. Nice. Yeah. Um, I thought they were cool. I like them more. They are cool. They see this movie, or sorry, this episode rather, uh, they were actually effective. Yeah. They were actually taking out a lot of clones. They were actually hitting things. This is what I'm saying. Stop making regular <laughs> droids. They're not effective. They're costly because you have to make 10 of them just yeah. to have a chance that one of them will not die, even mm-hmm. though they will. But like, Stop making regular droids. <laughs> They've fought, like the clones and Jedi and stuff. They have battled. We've seen a bunch of scenes so far with them battling super droids, but usually they're mixed with super droids mm-hmm. and regular battle droids. Um, but for some reason, if you only have super battle droids, they're good. <laughs> and they yep. can actually hit things. Um, so that was just kind of a fun <laughs> element about something that we've talked about many times over reviewing this show. Um yeah. There is a rough scene. So once uh, Asajj Ventress, when she kind of like jumps out of the pod after the mm-hmm. first wave of attacks is over, 
uh, one of the clones is still barely surviving, and she decapitates him. I had a. Qu- I was going to ask you about that. Do you think that for like a primarily for a kids show, that was a little much? It it was like I, I feel mean, like that was a little much. Like it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't gruesome. It wasn't no, bloody. It wasn't gory, gruesome. But it was like. Dang. You just you see the helmet hit the floor and, and that you just, is not the only there's a head inside there. They don't show any blood whatsoever. Yeah. But and that is not the only aggressive death scene in this episode. No. <laughs> there is one more at least that I know that I can remember. Um I actually not sure what you're talking about. Maybe I've one of the commando guards. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um but yeah, Sash Ventress decapitates a clone. So that's fun. Um, I, I like that scene though, because it really does just kind of, again, put into place, this lady is evil. She doesn't care about anybody's life. She's just yeah. doing the mission. That's all that matters. So yeah. I'm going to go back just a, just a slight little bit, mm-hmm. um, because there's a scene just a little bit earlier where, um, Luminara is trying to like question Gunray. And get him to give up information. Yeah. And Ahsoka like kind of goes rogue. Yeah. And like threatens him with a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And like you kind of know like she's just like she's just playing bad cop. Mm-hmm. But at the same time like that's not how Jedi do things. Yeah. And I'm like again just a clear a clear showing of like this is a little mini Anakin Padawan. Yes. Yes. I why thought- was why was Anakin not with her? And why was she going with some other like is that a thing? Do do sometimes do Padawans go on other missions with other masters, yeah, on other missions with other masters. I mean, it does continue to be a thing. I never really quite thought about that, actually. Um, yeah, I guess they do. Hmm. Um, yeah, about uh, Ahsoka kind of losing her cool there, and like he puts a she puts a lightsaber up to Newt Gunray's throat. I thought that that moment, like when it first happened, I was like, um, what? <laughs> like that's kind of too far. Kind of a thing. And Luminara, like, aggressively takes her to the side. And she, like, Ahsoka does say, is like, oh, I wasn't serious. I was just trying to get him to, like, spill his guts kind of a deal. Um, not literally, but. <laughs> and he does. Like, he's like, well, maybe I should talk because I don't want to die kind of a thing. He's just a coward. Yeah. I, with Vice Ray's character, too, mm-hmm. you just know, you just, he just is, he sounds yes. and he's portrayed as, like, a weasel. Yeah, he's just a slimy just a creep. Slime ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In that sense, again, this is a good bad because he plays him well. Oh, I don't yeah. know who the voice actor for for Newt Gunray is. Oh, that's the only thing I forgot to look up. I'm looking it up right now. Tom Kenny. Tom Kenny. Good old Tom. Oh, dude. He's the guy that does SpongeBob. No way. Really? Oh my gosh! Newt Gunray is SpongeBob. That's that is so crazy. So funny! I didn't know that. They're, they sound so different. Yeah, that's a good voice actor. I can feel change like I just got voice, a lot right? louder all of a sudden. Did I just get a lot louder? I think we just got more excited. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. That's cool. I didn't know that. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> Newt Gunray is SpongeBob. There is this scene, so shortly after uh, Asajj Ventress decapitates the clone, uh, she basically escapes to, like, the engine room and starts laying bombs everywhere and stuff, and there's this little surveillance droid that comes in, and in this moment, I'm just thinking, surveillance droids suck. (laughs) 
The... He's literally like a little toothpick. Yeah. <laughs> like, it would be so much more effective to just have motion sensor security cameras. <laughs> all he is is like... a... All he seems to be is a flashlight on wheels. Yes. It's like it can only look in one direction at yep. a time, and it's like moves around on a stick, which... You know, sure, but if you just put cameras in every room with motion sensors, Mm -hmm. which is old technology, and I know that they have that technology in the Star Wars universe, that would make so much more sense. Like, I just thought that was really ridiculous. Uh, Because she very easily gets away with it and dances around the droid, uh, putting bombs everywhere. There's a really cool scene. Um, So after she lays out the bombs and stuff, uh, she shows up kind of. Uh, where the where they're keeping Newt Gunray mm-hmm. and stuff, and you know they get into a battle. So, um, Asajj or not Asajj, Ahsoka, Ahsoka and Luminara basically go to go after her, and Luminara's like, "No, I can handle this. You need to stay with Newt Gunray and stuff." And Ahsoka's reassuring her, "It's like, no, you don't really know how powerful Asajj is. Like, you're gonna need help." And she's like, "Excuse me, I'm inexperienced." Jedi, I think I can handle as an assassin and stuff. And she doesn't feel like she's being cocky in that moment, but she just underestimates her mm-hmm. and stuff. It's not like she thinks she's all that and that she can take him out. No, I think. You, you don't get the sense she's being cocky. No, she's no, no, just no. more. It's more so that she's underestimating her opponent than yes, she's underestimating yes. Ahsoka. Yeah, that's precisely what happens. Um, but Asajj escapes by jumping down the elevator shaft and uses the lightsabers and stuff to kind of like catch her fall as she's going down. And I just thought that looked so cool. Yeah. Well, even <laughs> slightly before that, Ahsoka handles her own with Asajj quite well. Yeah. Like first, she seems to even be better than Luminara. I think she just has experience with yeah. Asajj, right? Mm-hmm. Like she's fought her a few times now at this point. Well, even like, and that's not to discredit Luminara because even mm-hmm. Luminara says this thing of like, even because she, uh, Ventress damages her eye with some kind of, like, she uh, with a, breaks with open, steam. like, a steam vent yeah. or something. Yeah. Damages her eye, and then she says, even with my blurred vision, I could I can still perceive the the fighting style of Count Dooku. Yeah, yeah. Except it's more, like, raw and aggressive. And sloppy. Yeah, sloppy. And, and that ticks her off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not discrediting or, like... Mm-hmm. underestimating Luminar. Like, she's obviously, she's a Jedi Master. She's great. Yeah, she's yeah. good. And she's pretty cool. But yeah. I liked her character a lot, too. Mm-hmm. I really did. But I just felt like this episode made Ahsoka seem like she was supposed to be stronger than Luminar even. Mm. So and maybe they oversold yeah. Ahsoka a little bit. I don't know. Mm. Interesting. It, it does, like, the whole thing is, though, th- this is one kind of just another nitpicky thing, but if Asajj Ventress is there to steal Newt Gunray back, they really should have just stayed with Newt Gunray the whole time. Both yep. of them. It's like, well, she's got to come back for him. Let's just stay here. Like, I mean, I guess part of them's like, I don't want her to just go run rampage and kill all of her clones. Well, then even but, that, like, she could do a lot. Like, she could steal information or anything Yeah, like yeah. I guess she could do other things, too. So maybe it does make sense but, that they went after her. But you're but, right. I did kind of get, like, hello, he's right there. Yeah. <laughs> so that's when, that's that's honestly when, like, I had my suspicions because the guy didn't look trustworthy. Mm-hmm. The soldier dude. I forget his name. Yeah, the... Um, so I'm just going to call him Soldier Boy. The Senate Commandos. Yes, Senate Commandos. Yeah, like they... Oh, uh, uh, what's his name? Argaius. Argaius, yes. Yeah. He just looked fishy to me. So yeah. when they, so when Ventress left him alone, like, oh, she's got a guy. Mm-hmm. She's got a guy watching him. We're, yep. Calling yeah, it right now. Inside. 
And he's his motivation is just money. Yep. They promise that they're going to pay greedy. him off and stuff. And he's like, all right, yeah, he I'll betray the, everything. He plays the Judas role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This also is another episode where I really like the soundtrack. I thought it was really good. Yeah, it was fitting. Yeah, I can't. I, I don't know why the soundtrack in these few episodes didn't really like. Nothing stood out to me, but they were good. I mean, a good soundtrack should kind of blend into the background, but um, I guess it did its job. But yeah, basically, Ahsoka disobeys Luminara, takes after our. Runs after Asajj and... Archaeus even actually encouraged her to do it. Yeah, he did. He says something like, a good soldier trusts his instincts, or something along those lines. Yeah, he says like something a, like that. Yeah, a good soldier uh, knows uh, when to do what's right mm-hmm. yes. and, and stuff, and that's what separates from droids, which is actually Clones. a good line. No, he says that what's, that's what separates separates us from droids, is what he says. I thought he said Clones. No, no, no. He said oh. he said droids because he's like we can make decisions yes. like that. And droids I thought can't. that was, I thought that was a dig at the clones. No, no, so no. I no. no he said that. droids. Uh, yeah. So then Ahsoka and Asajj and Luminara get in this big fight and stuff. With Luminara in the engine is room, fighting. Right? Yeah, in the engine room and stuff. Luminara is fighting Asajj Ventress uh, for most of it. She gets pinned uh, behind some things and she's like, "Oh, I underestimated us. I underestimated her." Ahsoka comes, saves her life at the last moment. Saj goes to escape again, and Ahsoka jumps on top of a bomb that she just planted and blows up, honestly. And walks she, away. And just walks away. You were Impossible. right on top of that bomb. Like, I don't know if There's she used... There's no way you don't have a scratch on you. At she used least. the Force to shield her, even though she didn't expect no. it. <laughs> you know what? Same thing. The Force saved her. Yeah, the Force saved her somehow. But yeah, no scratches, no bruises, no nothing. Just like gets up and walks away. That was kind of yeah. silly. <laughs> no, that was a bit of a, an odd choice. It kind of felt like just like she had too much plot armor to even bother getting yeah. injured. Yeah. Yeah, I guess she does. That's my one. That that didn't, that was my one gripe. Mm-hmm. Um, great fight scene, though. That fight scene oh, was, it was really, really good. fun. Yeah. That was really good. There were some really good uh, close-up shots where they like yeah. really had the quote-unquote camera like, mm-hmm. like they had the frame right on yeah on, like right in between like almost like a girl pro gopro footage of um ventress and ahsoka and they were like kind of locked into into a fight there yeah yeah the choreography and stuff was really good too like yeah. the fight choreography it was it was a really really fun episode just to see some really cool lightsaber fights mm-hmm. and stuff and i actually really enjoyed the plot of this one too um, and, and I actually just really enjoyed that Ventress actually does end up winning. Just yeah. so it's not like they're just always constantly losing all the time. Because then it would feel like, how are you still here? Yeah. Which we're going to deal with again in the next episode. Mm-hmm. But Ventress does pull it off, like we yeah. had mentioned before. Rescues Nuke Gunray. And then, so it's it's Ventress and um, what's his name? Argaius. Argaius. Escape with Nuke Gunray. Gunray. Are in an escape pod. Yep. And then first thing that Ventress does when she joins them is stab him through the chair, through the heart, mm-hmm. and kills him. Yep. No money for Argaius. Mm-hmm. Pick the wrong side, pal. Oh, my gosh. And it's so funny because Nuke Gunray, right before Asajj killed him, 
He's like, I had uh, high hopes for you, like Newt Gunray saying yeah, this to that was funny. our guys. Like, oh, I, I, I loved you from the beginning, kind of a thing. Yeah. He's like, you were awesome, and then he kills him, and then she sa- he says the exact same thing to Asajj Ventress. Oh, I, I thought you were never great from you for no, a second or something. Like yeah, that. something along those lines. Um, it's like, oh my gosh, what a coward, what a creep. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's a weasel. He is a weasel. All right, anything? Any other comments about this episode? Just to go back a little bit, I forgot I was gonna say this. Those uh, those like metal piercing ships they have. Yeah, I don't think we've seen them before, but they were pretty cool. Yeah, separatist boarding ships. Yeah, that's just what I've been reading. Yeah, so these separatist boarding ships to to get in. Those were really cool. It's a cool thing. I don't know if we have seen those before or not. I can't remember. I feel like maybe we have. I don't recall seeing them before. They definitely show up a lot in the series because I'm yeah? very familiar with them. Okay. Um, so we'll see them but, later more. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember if we've seen them yet no. or not. But yeah, that's really all I had mm-hmm. to. Yeah, those were cool. So. All right. Visual effects or into the ratings. Visual effects. I gave a 7.8 again. Oh, same as I last gave it one. a 7.7. Hmm. So I really quite enjoyed it. Acting, I thought acting was actually quite good in this one. Yeah, yeah, I was very pleased with like all of the performances and stuff. I thought everything with Luminara and Ahsoka, everything we talked about, uh, very, very good. I thought acting was an 8.2. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I gave it an 8.1. There we go. Character development also thought we did get some decent development here. Um, just between from who, uh, a new character, so we got mm. um, Luminara. And stuff, so we get to know her a tiny little bit and stuff. But um, just, just like anytime you get like two new characters interacting with each other, you get to establish what their relationships like and everything. So we get Ahsoka yeah. and Luminara's uh, connection there is starting. Um, just further developing Asajj Ventress's character. She finally gets some redemption by winning um, and taking back new gunray so that's cool you also do get to kind of just really hone in on the sleaziness of newt gunray yep. in this episode really well um so yeah i thought there was uh, he doesn't have a spine he's like constantly yeah. like okay i think it's time to bargain oh now i'm being saved nope never mind mm-hmm. like he's just yeah he'll, he'll go with whatever side is most convenient yes. for him he's yes. a weasel he's always just trying to be on top yeah yep. um weasel 8.0 Character development, yeah. 8.0. I give it 8.4. Hmm. Dialogue, uh, I thought it was pretty good in this one, too. Um, 7.1, so... I gave it a good. 7.5. 7.5. Sound design, uh, I gave it 7.1. I, yeah. I, I, thought it, I thought it's good. It's, it's just a step above average, but... I gave, it a, I gave it a 7.6. Yeah. Again, there's nothing I can, like, think of in my head of, like, what made it better. I just... I feel like the Clone Wars, just as a show, has been stepping it up. They're they're starting to step up their game a little bit. Plot overall plot, super enjoyed this this uh, episode. Um, you know, just a hostage pro- hostage protection episode, kind of a a thing. You've seen it before, but they did it really well. Uh, Eight point one. I gave it a seven point seven. Seven point seven. All right, my average. Score is a 7.7. I'm doing the math right now. I had a 7.8. 7.8? 7. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I guess that makes 
this a 7.8 then. Was yours also 7.8? Mine's a 7.7. Okay. So it rounds up. Yep, 7.8. I win. <laughs> so John wins this episode. <laughs> uh, so that brings the Millennial Falcon score for Cloak of Darkness. Season 1, episode 9, 7.8. Yee. All right, next episode, we have The Layer of Grievous. I think it's interesting that these three episodes are an arc, because the only thing that really ties them all together is New Gunray. Yep. Because other than that, they are kind of three... Very, Very separate stories. different episodes. And I, honestly, we could have gone either way on this one. We could have mm-hmm. done them each individually and it would have been fine. Yeah. But since they have that in common, yeah. we did them in three. It is known. Like, if you look it up, it is this is known as a three-part uh, yeah. three arc. So we're definitely keeping them together like we are. But, yeah, very different stories. So Layer of Grievous. This one was a, was a touch more cre- on the creepy side. Yes. Like, Grievous's lair was creepy. Yeah, it definitely had some creepy vibes. No wonder um, he's always so stressed and miserable. His home is not peace-inducing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, he lives in, like, the, a he lives dungeon. In a, he lives in a droid dungeon of sadness yeah. and murder. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this one a lot. Um, I thought it was a really cool episode. But, Tom, why don't you give us that thing that you do? Do your thing, Tom. Hit, hit it! <laughs> Viceroy Gunray escapes. En route to Coruscant to stand trial for war crimes, evil Separatist leader Newt Gunray has broken free of his Jedi escort. With the help of Count Dooku's sinister agents, the villainous Viceroy has made a daring getaway. Alerted to the bold prison break, Jedi Master Kit Fisto has traced the stolen ship to a remote system, hoping to recapture Gunray and return him to justice. Thanks, Tom. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Kane. Thank Friend of the show. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, this one, I thought the, just the concept of how, um, well, I guess let's name the characters. So, it's Kit Fisto. Kit Fisto is Does the main come back? Jedi. Yes. And yes. I love him. I, I love, love Kit, Kit Fisto. Fisto. Um, he is in Attack of the Clones as well. He makes a cameo. Um, in Attack of the Clones. Really? Yep. He is. He's famous for having this, like he turns around and smiles kind of a thing um, in Attack of the Clones just for a very brief moment. Um, just when they're having that massive fight with all the Jedi in the mm-hmm. arena and stuff. How do we watch Attack of the Clones then? Um, but Kit Fisto is in this. Love Kit Fisto so much. Love the character of Kit Fisto. You get to know him a lot better throughout the series, but this is just the beginning of Kit Fisto. I thought he was really cool. He's fun. He's really cool. He's fun. He's a really fun character. He looks like he has dreads. Yes. Yeah. It's like he's like a, a Jamaican uh, no. kind of a character. Kind of Rastafarian. Yeah, Rastafarian. That's the way to say it. Um. So I I like. But him he's a, lot. a really cool character. Yeah. I, and he looks tough too. Yes. Yeah. He's like not to be messed with, and he's wise, and mm-hmm. he's just he's a really cool character. I also liked his former Padawan. Um. I forget his last name. Nadar or something. You know what we didn't do? We did not read the official description on this one. Oh, I just realized that too. Do you want me to read it real quick? Go for it, John. All right. General Grievous must prove himself worthy of the Separatists when Count Dooku leads Jedi Master Kit Fisto and his former Padawan Mon Calamari Jedi Nader Veb to Grievous's villainous enclave. Enclave. Interesting. Enclave. Yeah, so essentially, 
What does this mean? The Mon Calamari Jedi. Nader Veb. I think Mon Calamari is the species. Yeah, so that's the species. Calamari? Seriously? C- calamari. <laughs> yeah. Calamari. George Mon- Lucas, you pick calamari. I'm hungry now. They're not even squid people. They're just fishes. But Mon Calamari that's hilarious. is the alien species. I so it's, I just, the, it's I a didn't, trap. It's that I guy. didn't know that. That was really funny. Yeah. Yes, that was my question. He's the same species. Same species, yeah. As the guy on the ship. Yeah. It's a trap. Um, <laughs> for half a second, I thought he was a Star Trek character, and I was like, "No, that's Star no, Wars." No, it's just Star Wars. Uh, so Nadar Veb, yeah. I think it's super cool that uh, Dooku is kind of like—I mean, not exactly, but it's almost like the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of a moment a little bit because he's like, okay, uh, or maybe that's not, not quite right, but essentially, Dooku uh, tricks. Oh, he lays a trap. Yeah, he lays a trap. So he's like, Newt Gunray is here. This is where we have him. So we have him in uh, Grievous's lair, but they don't know it's Grievous's lair and stuff. So they show up. So Kit Fisto, Fit Fisto, Kit Fisto, a uh, few clones, which I don't think we ever really get the names of the clones. There's a few. I remember. I remember Bell Niner. Was Niner there? Oh, um, oh, I missed that. So there was one that wore pink. What? A clone that had pink. Oh, he had like plink, uh, plink, 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 pink accents. Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed that one. Um, but yeah, so basically, Kit Fisto, some clones, and his former Padawan all show up at this place. It's basically a dungeon, is what it is. It's like this big creepy there's dungeon. Creepy statues. And... Yeah, there's all these statues. Um, which the statues. I don't know if you picked this up, but that is Grievous. Oh, yeah. So that's what Grievous used to look like. So as they're like walking through, um, kind of heading towards this like tracker signal that they have, um, you see these different statues. And at first, it's just some dude and stuff. Like, and then as the statues go on, they progress, and he's slowly getting more and more like robot like augmentations and stuff. So that is Grievous. Like that was Grievous before he was part droid. Essentially, interesting. Yeah, it's really really cool to kind of see that hint of an origin yeah. there um so that I, I really really appreciated that part he's a weird psycho killer yeah he's almost he like a serial psycho, killer he gives a psycho bit. serial killer vibes yeah. on this one because they find that room that's full of padawan braids and lightsabers and stuff creepy so, this dude dude yeah. is creepy man <laughs> it's like all of his trophies from his kills he is the jeffrey dahmer of star wars <laughs> he's the ted bundy of star wars oh boy the Zodiac Killer of Star Wars. I've listened to too many true crime podcasts. Yeah, I don't even know all those. I mean, I recognize them, but I don't know the story. Just don't. Don't get yeah, into I won't true crime. Um, anyway, they head out to the signal source. Uh, they go into this room uh, with these droids, and there's a chair turned around. Um, turns out that Newt Gunray isn't actually there, and it's just a hologram and stuff. So This is my first grievance of this Grievous episode. Mm. They just abandoned the new Gunwraith plot. Unless they're going to get to it in a later episode. But it just seems like for a new Gunray arc, mm-hmm. they just like, okay. And then for the finale, we'll just leave Newt out of it. And yeah, go back I, to Grievous, even though we've had like five Grievous episodes in a row already. Yeah. Yeah. I guess this one barely, this one barely attaches to new Gunray because the only new Gunray thing that's in it is that he's a hologram at the mm-hmm. very beginning. Kind Which of was to so lead them obvious in there. the way he's like, oh, he's behind the chair and he's talking. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, it's super like, obvious. 
okay, Jedi, you should know by now that this is not real. Um, what was another funny moment was when the droids were talking and then one of the droids was like, have you ever actually killed a Jedi? And the other one was like, nope. And he goes, oh, me neither. Yeah. Yeah. Have and, any droids ever killed a Jedi? And it's so funny how they're just like, they're slowly walking in and the droids are just like talking to each other instead of blasting them. They're waiting for Newt Gunray to actually say yep. to blast them and they don't just go ahead. Oh, yeah, we're supposed to kill these guys. Like you think they would have just immediately started firing. But yep. nope. <laughs> um, one comment for something that happens before all this that I forgot to mention that I just thought was really cool. Uh, right on the outside of this like dungeon layer thing that they're going into uh, where they meet the Padawan. Um he uses the force to clear the fog out of the way, which that I thought was, was a really cool, cool move because it's like super foggy and he's like, allow me. And he like uses the force and all the fog blows away and everything. I thought that was really cool and also extremely showy off. Um, kind of a moment. And even like uh, Fisto kind of makes a comment. It's like, that's unnecessary. I mean, he didn't actually you, say that, but he, you kind of get the vibe. Like I, that's when I'm like, okay, this yeah. dude is like, he's a little much. Yeah. He's a bit cocky. Um, and then he, he, later in a fight, he mentions like something about like you should hold back more or something mm-hmm. like you're being too aggressive or whatever. Yeah. And then Grievous comes home. <laughs> so basically Grievous isn't even there, but he shows up and it's funny because, um, Dooku calls him, right? So like, yeah, Dooku calls him before he even shows up. He hangs up on him again. Yeah. I was going to mention that. It's like he has hung up on Dooku two times. Twice in this episode. It's like he really likes to hang up on Dooku. <laughs> like, I feel like Dooku at this point, which is kind of reasonable in this episode. Yeah. Like, Dooku lays almost a perfect trap because yes. either the Jedi will kill Grievous and he doesn't uh-huh. have to deal with Grievous yeah. and Sidious breathing down his neck. Yeah. Or Sidious kills the Jedi and, like, cool, two Jedi dead. You mean Grievous kills the Jedi? Yeah, what did I you say? You said Sidious. Oh, sorry. Grievous kills the Jedi and boom, yeah. two Jedi yeah. dead. And this is this is like Dooku's master plan here. This is what I was trying to allude to before. It's like, well, it's kind of a win win scenario mm-hmm. here. It's like, hey, either like like you just said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's cool. Um uh, there's a really fun scene where so Grievous does show up and he's like, Hey, where's <laughs> it's funny because he calls out Gore. Gore, where are you? We don't even know that was who kind Gore of, is. I didn't care for that. <laughs> um, and he's like, where are, are my like guard droids and stuff? And then the clones show up and the two Jedi, they all start to fight him. I thought it was kind of cool how they used those like grappling hooks to like attach to his hip to kind of like hold him in place. That was a really cool scene. It was a I cool really like that. Yeah, it was a cool fight scene. And they basically chop off his legs and Grievous turns into a spider. Yep. Um, basically. Spider Grievous. Spider, spider Grievous. Grievous. Uh, Spider Grievous is extra creepy to like walking around on all four arms. He's just like as he's hanging down the walls and walking like that. Yeah, that is like creepy. super dexterity. He looks like Jigsaw from Saw, although I hate those. Yeah. That's a horror movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a fun scene. And then Grievous goes and uh, like like he escapes and he goes to his like basically room or whatever uh, and meets the doctor, like the doctor robot. That doctor th- was so sassy. I have a thing to say. Yes. That doctor, and I want to look up right now who did the voice for the doctor. I swear he sounded like John Mulaney. Oh, really? You know what? Now that you mention that, I can totally see that. That would be pretty hilarious if it was John Mulaney. I don't think so, though. I think it's just the same cadence. 
But that doctor, uh, you'd think Grievous, with with how much of a temper Grievous has and how often he's, like, smashing droids' heads in and, like, decapitating droids just because he's upset Mm -hmm. that a sassy droid like this would survive (laughs) being Grievous' doctor. you think he would have killed it by now, but... I just thought that was kind of funny. David Accord. Oh, okay. So it wasn't John Mulaney. But it sounded so much like John Mulaney. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I can totally see it. <laughs> and he was so sassy, like you said. Yes. He was really sassy. I love those Magna Guard droids. They're so cool. That's another droid that they should make instead of the regular battle droids. But like the IG-100 Magna, uh, Magna Guards, like those are the ones that have the electric staffs and yeah. stuff. Those are really cool droids. Stop making regular droids. Yeah. I, I, am, I will say this until I die. Stop making regular droids. They're not helping you. <laughs> yes. And I don't even want the Separatists to win, but mm-hmm. it's just embarrassing at this point. Sidious, yeah. come on. Do better. Yeah. Be better. What did you think of Gore? The, the giant like monster oh that thing. was super cool yeah i th- it was fun i thought that was a little bit too quick i thought they could have done more it was a bit quick uh and then once it's done i'm like ah oh, poor gore he was his pet yeah. <laughs> he's grievous's pet and even grievous <laughs> seems so sad like yeah let's like, see how gore's doing gore yeah <laughs> like he sounded sad it's such an appropriate like like if you were to guess the name Grievous would name his pet gore. alien monster Gore. Again, yeah. it, he is the serial killer of Star Wars. Yeah, he's creepy. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a fun scene though. They really, I really like that this episode kind of does make him seem like a little bit of a psycho. Yeah, it really does lay in on that. Mm-hmm. You really like. I mean, I think they're intentionally making Nadar like the Padawan. Uh, they're making you not like him <laughs> because, or I don't know, I didn't like him, like the Padawan. I just thought uh, there he was. There was something off with him. I didn't necessarily not like him, but yeah. I'm like, you're on a bad path. Yeah. He was just, he was too cocky and it cost him his life. He, I didn't feel like he was necessarily too cocky. He was just too, he was too, he just had a lot of rage. Yes, he did. He he wasn't like a Jedi. He was no. too close to us. He didn't hold back. Kind of aside, like he let his anger mm-hmm. fuel his like power, I guess, which is a Sith thing to do. Even there was even the quote of like something about having power just to use the power or something like that. Oh yeah, what was that? Those who have power should restrain themselves from using it. Was that it? Yes, that's it. Oh, he also says. Uh, to answer power with power, the Jedi way, this is not. That's, yeah. Yeah, I think that was um, Yoda at the end. But yeah, not too much happen- else happens in this episode. So basically, uh, Nadar tries to take on Grievous and the Magna, Gar- Magna Guards. I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce that, but I think it's Magna, Magna Guards at the same time and dies. Um, so I'm realizing this wasn't. This episode wasn't super memorable because I just watched this like just mm-hmm. a few hours ago. Really? And this one wasn't my favorite. Yeah, it's not my favorite either. I did, it was I good. did enjoy it. it was, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But like... The Fisto uh, versus Grievous fight scene at the very end was really cool. Yeah, yeah, that was. That, that was, was a really great. fun scene. And then Fisto ends up escaping at the end and stuff. Yes, okay. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what? I did I did like that. For yeah. some reason, I don't know what it was. I just forgot all mm-hmm. about how it ended. 
Yeah. But that was really cool. Which again highlights the big difference between Nadar and Kit yes. Fisto. Yeah. Of him being like willing to admit like, okay, it's time. Like I don't want, mm-hmm. I don't need to win this fight. I just need to survive. Yeah. Yeah. And He's I like, need to get away. The reason we came here was not Grievous. It was yeah. uh, Newt Gunray and stuff. And now that he's not here, I just kind of want to get out of here. That's my biggest, like, no pun intended, but that's my biggest grievance with this episode. Yeah. That Newt Gunray wasn't that actually It here. wasn't like, like the whole, the other two episodes, they they set it up where Newt is going to be either captured, killed, or just completely gets away in some fashion. Mm-hmm. And it just, it was anticlimactic that he just gets away and you expect this to be like a finality of Newt Gunray arc. I don't and know. Just, I thought it just it like, just felt kind of flat for me. I thought I thought it was fine. I liked fine. all the grievance stuff. That was cool. Yeah. The grievous stuff, but I just the, it was just too rushed. Like they could mm. have made Newt a bigger part of this episode. Yeah, and it wouldn't have felt so rushed to have this like two episode climax mm-hmm. just for like a payoff that just f- kind of fell flat like right off the in the beginning episode. I thought it was fine. I mean, like, I, I think they're just kind of like saying, well, he got away. Like, and, and yeah. I guess it, Maybe it's it was, just like it there's felt more too to convenient. come. I mean, it was convenient, but he had already escaped at this point, right? Yeah. So, like, he escaped at the end of the last episode. And this is just kind of like saying, yeah, he really is gone. Like, he's not, you're not going to get him back, mm-hmm. kind of a thing, is what they did in this one. Um, so, yeah. Any other things to say about this episode? Not really. I thought I thought it was fun. There's some really cool fight scenes. Um, get to know Grievous. Yeah. Let's get into the ratings. Yeah. I feel like I might switch some things up, but I'm not sure yet. Visual effects animation. I gave a seven point eight again. Me too. Awesome. Twins. Um, acting. I thought acting was quite good. Seven point two uh, for me. So in the good category, seven point two. Yeah, usually I gave it 7.5. Character development, I gave quite high rating. I thought Grievous got some serious development in this episode. Yeah. Um, like we were talking about with the creepiness, you get to kind of just mm-hmm. see where he's coming from. Um, 8.4 for me, character development. What? Mm-hmm. I gave it an 8.4. Really? I gave it more so for getting to know Fisto. Oh, yeah, for that reason but too. Fist- but Grievous was really cool. Yeah. He was, like I said, I'm going to harp on it again. He mm-hmm. was creepy. Yes. They did a good job leaning yeah. into that. Uh, dialogue, pretty good. 7.2. Yeah. I gave it a 7.4. There was nothing really yeah. wrong with it. No super memorable quotes. I mean, we had that one with the power thing, mm-hmm. but... Um, Which might be a title. Hmm. Sound design score, 7.1 again for me. thought it was pretty good. 7.8. The overall story and plot, I really enjoyed this one. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a great episode, but it was a good episode. 7.9. I gave it a 7.4. Only, I just lowered it because I didn't, I felt like the new Gunray thing was rushed, like I said. Mm, so, yeah. I don't need to harp on that again. That brings my average rating to a 7.6 for me. So, mine is a 7.7. 7. What was yours again? 7.6. Nice. We're off by one point again. Nice. 7.7. 7. Which means you win again. <laughs> I win the episode. What's my prize? Uh, pride. I don't <laughs> want it. <laughs> uh, so that brings our Millennial Falcon Layer of Grievous <laughs> score to a 7.7. 7. Nice. 
And that's another Millennial Falcon review in the books. In the books. Go follow us on Instagram at the Millennial Falcon Podcast. Do it. Do it now. Send us a message. Tell us what you loved about this episode. Tell us what you didn't love. Tell us some things we can improve on. Give us constructive criticism. Tell us how much you love our voices. Tell us a story. Tell us about why you love Star Wars. Tell us about your breakfast. Uh, What color socks you like. Just talk to us. We're lonely. Tell us how much you love Jar Jar. You can do that too. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for joining us for another episode. If you would like to watch ahead... For next Clone Wars review, we are going to be discussing the arc of Florum, <laughs> is what it's called on Wikipedia. Um, but this is episodes, season one, episodes 11 and 12. So it's another duology of episodes, and I know that these are going to be great. I love these episodes. I'm looking forward to it now. I am very much looking forward to it. To reviewing these ones so go ahead watch those and then join us on the next star wars rewatch episode bye bye